Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Alrighty, and welcome to Prayer Warriors Needed, because prayer warriors are needed. We're uh, finishing up a series, and we're going to go over, because it was such a rich series, the book of Job, and uh, as a targeted individual, some of the things that Job went through, you can see, is definitely um, representative of being targeted. I mean, everything was taken away from him. But he knew that God was in charge, and he had to do something called keep the faith. And we're going to take a look at why did God allow him to go through as much as he did. And really, the reality is that the Bible says that Job was chosen for that assignment is all he went through for the rest of mankind. He was chosen, he was put in that book in the Bible because of what he went through to let people know that when they're targeted with all those atrocities, to pass that test and let it know that it's the devil trying to have you turn on God. And he kept his mind stayed on the most high God. He kept his head straight. He had to fight depression and discouragement, some of the devil's biggest tactics and schemes. But he passed the test. And the latter part of his life is what counted more than the beginning. Most importantly, that because he ended up in the Bible as an example for generation to generation to generation. So we'll continue looking at it. We're looking at uh, a lovely series. Uh, As a targeted individual, I had to figure out what was going on. And poverty is a curse. Electronic torture is a curse. Feeling of discouragement is a curse. Feeling of helplessness. Everything that comes with this sick program is is a curse. So I bought this book called Turning the Curse into a Blessing because I know, I believe, and I decree that the blessing weighs more than any curse. And once God's favor is on you, there's no curse that can even touch you. So this is called Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Message of Triumph from the Book of Job by Paul G. Karam, Ph.D., facilitates coping with the stresses of life, understanding the benefit of adversity, passing our tests in order to defeat Satan, and preparing ourselves to rule and reign with Christ. That's a really good um, perspective in here. It was aligned with... Um, scripture, and um, we're going to go over key points to this book. We went over uh, a lot of it, but um, I'm going to just go over some. Quite a few people weren't here when I went through it. I want to go. I'm going to go over some of the beginning parts, and then I'll go over the main topic of tonight, which which, uh, our seasons. Um, there are appointed seasons in our lives. 
but I will go over some in the beginning. We'll open up with prayer. I will, whoever, this is uh, open prayer. Um, whoever would like to pray after I pray, you're welcome to do so. You can pray now at the beginning or the end. And if you have a scripture or devotion to encourage the next person, please do bring it, read it, and um, let's just keep the prayers going for the dismantling of the targeted individual program. Heavenly Father, we just give you all the praise. We give you the glory. We just exalt you and magnify your name. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, for each and every praying person that's here. Those who want to be here and cannot make it, Heavenly Father, we ask you, God, to bless each and every person. Targeted individuals in particular, bless them from head to toe, Heavenly Father. Every curse that was even looked upon them, may it be turned into a blessing triple, quadruple the size of any curse, Heavenly Father. God, we thank you, God, for this thing called counter, countermeasures to the targeted individual program, countermeasures to any curse, countermeasures to any plots of Satan, Heavenly Father. That's the word of God. God, we thank you that we have a clear understanding that the only power over evil is the power of God. And God, therefore, we come before you in humbleness with a spirit of yearning, and thirst and, and amazement, Heavenly Father, in your sovereignty and your wisdom and your guidance and your coverage over each and every one of us, we know that we would not be in the land of the living right now had it not been for your grace and mercy. God, we give you all the praise and the glory. We may not like how things are going, Heavenly Father, but we know that we're still here for a reason that there's a destiny on each and every targeted individual's life. There's a purpose. They've been chosen to be in the fight of righteousness. And Heavenly Father, the Word of God tells us that if you gave us an assignment, you'll give us the equipment that goes to complete the assignment as long as we keep on task. So Heavenly Father, we come before you to give us the guidance, the leadership, the direction we need, Heavenly Father so that we can complete the assignment that you put on our lives, to complete, to meet that destiny that you put for us, to let the devil know he's a liar from the pit of hell and that his plots have been exposed, Heavenly Father. God, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word in Ephesians 5, 11, that tells us to take no part in the works of darkness, rather expose them, Heavenly Father. We thank you for your word of God that tells us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We thank you, God, for your word that tells us that your angels will surround and carry us, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, for your word, the scripture that tells us to stand the good fight of faith, that this is a tough one. It may look be gleaming, but we know that you can turn things around. We know that you, God, have supernatural power. I bind up the spirit of discouragement. I bind up the spirit of depression. I bind up the spirit of demon forces trying to make us think that they have more power than the most high God, that they can do what they want. I thank you, God, for letting the devil know he's a liar. I thank you, God, for turning things around. I thank you, God. I praise you. I exalt you. I magnify your name, Heavenly Father. I just give you all the praise. God, I, I send blessings, Heavenly Father, on this earth, particularly over our governance structures. In the name of Jesus, every demon usurping authority they do not have to turn our system, our governance structure into a, 
a structure of corruption in the name of Jesus. I please the blood of Jesus to break it up, to bind it up, for God's people to intervene and intervene and do God's work. I bind up every demon trying to usurp authority they do not have over the judiciary, over the executive branch, over the legislative branch. Every Satan is planted in there to do horrific things. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare a, a, a countermeasure God's people to come in there and let that devil know he's a liar. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness of, and I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that this earth is the most high God's. Righteousness will reign on this earth. The devil's been fooled. He's a lying foe. He's a, 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 from the pit of hell that he's going to go back to, that his front is not going to fool God's people, Heavenly Father. We just thank you that everything works out according to your will and according to your time. And patience is of essence, Heavenly Father, but faith without action means nothing. So as we be patient on God's timing, give us the direction Give us the things that you want us to do, Heavenly Father. God, we just thank you. We praise you. We exalt your name. Every demon trying to attack us, Heavenly Father, how you can show us the demon and let us go another way, Heavenly Father. Every trick of Satan, Heavenly Father, we send back to the pit of hell. God, we ask you to bless our bloodlines, Heavenly Father, our children and their children's children, Heavenly Father, our nieces and our nephews, God, that they will be men and women of God, that they will carry the banner of the Most High God, and that no weapon formed against them shall prosper in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for turning this targeted individual program around for waking up people to let them see, Heavenly Father, that they wasn't put on this earth to live like the rest of the people and gallivant their life away, that they have purpose and assignment, Heavenly Father. It may look like a curse, but it's an assignment from the Most High God. And if we, line, if we just line up with our assignment, Heavenly Father, that'll put the biggest punch in the devil's eye. So, Heavenly Father, we may not like how it seems, but God, if it's your will, and there's purpose and the, the blessings that will be yielded from this sacrifice of, of suffering and temporary suffering and temporary discipline, which brings out maturity, growth, and all those good things, God. And so let it be, Heavenly Father. We accept your assignment, and we just say, God, thy will be done on this earth. Use this targeted individual community to help turn this earth around, Heavenly Father, to bring changes upon this earth, to bind up demons, to reverse the curse of having God's people fretting over demons, reverse that curse where demons must fret because each and every God person, God-loving person completing their assignment will bring the fear of God in the demon's face. God, we just thank you. We ask you, God, to edify this lesson, God. But each and every one of us leave here with information we did not know before. Most importantly, bind up the schemes of Satan. Let this lesson help people defeat the spirit of discouragement. Get a better understanding on how to turn any premeditated curse from the pit of hell into a blessing with God's favor. In the name of Jesus, let us recognize that trouble can be, it was meant to be our servant. It's meant to be under our feet. Their benefits in trouble. What the devil meant for bad, God will use for good. We have to understand the purpose of trouble. So, God, we just thank you and we praise you. We exalt your name and Holy Spirit take over in this lesson. 
and in this prayer meeting, in Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. You want to pray? Go ahead. No, I'm just in agreement. Was that you, man? Huh? No, I didn't say anything. No, that was me, Camille. Okay, I was just you in pray? agreement with you. I was in agreement with you. I oh. I think you said it. Okay. Um, yeah. Just really touched me. Thank you. Go ahead, Camille, Gloria, um, and Nancy. Yes. Okay. Should we go pray ahead? warriors? Uh-huh. All right. Yes. Okay. I I can go ahead, uh, Miriam. Um, I have okay. a scripture that I have a scripture that I wanted to read. Um, okay. Here. And it's Psalms 56. Um, it says to the chief musician upon Jonathella Rekokim, uh, midst him of David, when the Philistines took him in Gath, he, uh, be merciful unto me, O God, for men would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresses me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day they rest my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps. When they, The marking to me is the tracking and surveillance. <laughs> they mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity? Is thine anger cast down, the people, O God? Thou tellest my wanderings. Put thou my tears into my bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. In God will I praise his word. In God will I praise his word. In the Most High will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O God. I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Will not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? And that's Psalms 56. And I just want to say, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this gathering again tonight of uh, targeted individuals. And uh, we just pray, Father, that you would uh, meet every need here tonight. You know, God, every single need. And, Father, um, we're asking that you would just uh, bless us, bless us to be what you have called us to be, even though we are under this oppression and affliction. Uh, Bless us to be in that place where you would have us, God. Uh, we're asking, Father, that you cover our families, cover our children, our grandchildren, um, cover all our loved ones, God. We ask that you would protect them. They're going out, they're coming in, they're driving on the freeways. Cover them, Father. Let the angels um, keep a watch upon them as they sleep and as they as they go about any businesses, God. We just ask, Heavenly Father, that you would just um, be in this uh, prayer tonight. Um, meet every need tonight. 
Uh, we thank you. We love you. We worship you, and we give you all the praise. We know that you are for us. You're not against us. You're for us, God. And we thank you. We give you the praise. Amen. 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 Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. That was beautiful. And thank you very much uh, for that. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what? I um I will share. I love the Psalms. Um and the Psalms when I haven't been reading my Bible consistently for some time, but uh I have many favorite Psalms, but this one came to my mind, uh Psalm thirty seven. Uh, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Seize from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall shall not be, yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace, the wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart and their bow shall be broken. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume, into smoke shall they consume away. The wicked borroweth, one moment here. Okay. okay. And payeth okay. not. And payeth not again, thank you. But the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth. And they shall, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. That though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord uphold him, upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet have I not, 
seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Preach. He is preach. <laughs> Thank you. He is ever merciful. Yes. Yeah, that is. I mean, I you know, I read these scriptures and it's just such an encouragement. I'm like and I remember even before I was a target I would read this and I would feel always so connected to the Psalms. And now being a knowing at least that I'm a targeted individual, I understand why. I mean it just shows the promises of God and how faithful he is. Um, even that's, when that's what he said, I've been righteous. What, what did he say? I, no, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've mm-hmm. never seen the righteous forsaken. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It means they're praying like they're living right. Their benefits on the, on the bloodline side. And that's why this TI program is so intertwined in our lives to throw us off route. Right. There's a generational, there's a generational blessing with living righteous, with living according to God's will to being prayed up. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I also think about the scripture in the new Testament that talks about, you know, Christ, uh, you know, anyone who is in Christ is going to face persecution. And, you know, what's interesting in the churches, and I've allowed myself to get caught up in this as well, you know, uh, we, I don't know, somehow we think that, you know, as long as we're living righteous, kind of like Job. You mentioned Job when you opened up. Uh, He was a righteous man, you know. So, you know, I think sometimes we go through life, especially in this nation, which you know, we've enjoyed freedoms and prosperity, thinking, well, if we're good, why is this happening to us? Well, if we go back to the scriptures, it tells us that, you know, mm-hmm. if we are, if we want to live righteously, I mean, no servant is above his master. If Christ went through it, we're going to go through it as well, you know. Um, what I was thinking about, actually, mm-hmm. when you... uh initially spoke about Job, there were two things that came to my mind. Um, I don't know. It seems like in the churches, and I, my spirit never agreed with this, um, but when they mm-hmm. talk about Job, uh, they talk about him going through the persecution because of the sin of fear. And I don't know. My spirit never uh I don't know. My spirit never connected to that. And as a matter of fact, I kind of felt a little bit offended by that, you know, reading the book of Job. I, I've you know, never, but, I, I never, I never, I think uh, I never heard that, that, that you're saying that some churches teach that he went through that because of fear. Yeah. I think that what they do, the use, what they use, I think it's Job 315. Uh, I think that, that where he says, the thing I fear the most has come upon me. I think mm. it's Job 3.15. And so what they do is they okay. use that scripture to say, well, because that the sin of fear is what brought on his trials and tribulations, which I never connected with, you know. And, you know, I was just like, it just never made sense to me, at least not in my spirit. But I heard one preacher saying it, and then I heard a series of preachers saying that. So 
You know, I'm like, no. I mean, it's just a trial, just like any other trial. I think sometimes what people do is try in terms of trying to explain things, like they feel like they, there needs to be a reason, so to speak. I mean, it can mm-hmm. just be a trial that the Most High is using to prune and refine him. So he can come out on the other side much better. Right. That's exactly what this whole lesson, the thing, they did not focus on that that particular verse, you know, they they give some very good perspectives. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna review some of it. It really helped me as a TI, you know, um, to get a better understanding that, you know, and it made me appreciate God's wisdom so much more because this program just has you wondering why. But when you exactly. learn that the purpose of 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 trials and tests and, and things of this nature specifically designed for purging. Right. It's done for us to look at it and truly look at the inside of us. And it's really, it was done even in Job's case to make a righteous man more righteous. Exactly. There was one thing in Job that God was working on. And that was when the things hit so bad, Job was like, yo, you, yo, you made a mistake, Mr. God. And it was to teach Job that, you know, you, you cannot be, you cannot know more than your maker, right? You know, so there's yeah, some real good. This yeah. I found some good stuff in this lesson. You know, I, I think. But about I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You want to finish? I'm sorry. I was mm-hmm. just thinking as you said that the scripture that says, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know where it is, but it says uh, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know when we start mm-hmm. asking why, because I do that too. I go through that, and that's why I think this is so wonderful. And you know what I wanted to mention, like earlier uh, when we spoke, uh, I I remember sitting in the church, and you know sometimes when you sit in the church and um, the pastor is preaching, and you kind of sense mm-hmm. that he's preaching the message kind of at you or, you know, he's <laughs> rather than, I, 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 you know I just, what I'm saying? I, I, me personally, that preaching from the pulpit, you know, I mean, or, or, you know, I, you know, I pray I can learn from him, but if they're, if you are taking something out on somebody from the pulpit, I got an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway. But I'm sorry. You want to finish up? You're fine. You're fine. That scripture. I, you know, I was thinking about another scripture in Deuteronomy. And I can't, I think, I want to say it's either Deuteronomy 8 or 28. I have to go back in there. Where, you know, it talks about blessings and curses. Mm -hmm. You know, in the book of Deuteronomy where, you know, as long as you do everything that God tells you to do, you will be blessed. And he lists the blessings. And then what will happen Mm -hmm. if you don't enlist all the curses? And I don't know, for some reason in my spirit, I felt that when the preacher, he was preaching that, you know, it was kind of directed at me. Like if you're going through hardship, or if things are going wrong in your life, it's because, you know, you haven't followed everything and you're under the curse. No. Mm-mm. 
Just like with Job, this story on Job was excellent because they showed Job had three friends and they were all trying to, well, what did you do? You did something. Maybe it was your grandfather's grandfather's great. I mean, and all the friends were wrong. God sent one person to let Job know. I think that was Elihu. And um, he was sent by God to help him to lead and direct Job to see what part, what, what, what was the, what was God trying to do in his life in terms of promoting him to a higher level of righteousness? Hmm. And um, the friends were all wrong. So when you go and you know, if you're a TI, you know, right. you know, um, people try to say, why you, why, you know, they make it look like, why you can't keep no job, something wrong with you. Why, why everything bad happened, something wrong with you. You know, it, that's hmm. why you have to take this to God. This is designed right. to embarrass you to humiliate you, to defame you. It's 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 a it's a level of evilness that's beyond words. So if you don't know about prayer, you about to if you don't know about prayer, you're going to crack up. No doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah. And know mm-hmm. about prayer mm-hmm. really living there's, for there's, the most high and being connected with others. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Mhm. It's a psych- it's a serious psychological program, and I, I thank God for prayer. Mhm. I don't see how anyone could do it without it, you know. And uh, yeah, you know, I just pray um, to really stay close. And actually, this call is like an answer to my prayer. And I thank you, Most High, because uh, I've been looking for. Uh, you know, someone to pray with or just be, you know, come into agreement with, you know, in terms of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've kind of been this lone wolf and you can't do it alone either. And I know God has not, he did not mean for us to go through it alone because you can't, you can't do this alone. And for so long I have been. And you not for nothing, but kind of like as you were saying, like, it's interesting that we're connecting now. I'm, I'm, it's pretty much so starting to crack up. Um, can't do it alone. This is this no, is that's serious business here, especially the the financial part of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, that can that can cause you to you know without a source of income on top of being harassed. That that's right. But you know, we usually talk at the end. So let me let's move this right uh-huh. into the Bible study, and then at the sure. end, um, we'll we'll because um, we we'll usually open up with prayer. Anybody else wants to? Or are you finished with praying? Oh, I'm finished. Uh, that scripture did yep. you finish? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, okay, great. Okay, anybody? Nancy, you want to pray, or Lisa? Mother. Okay, <clears throat> I can pray. This is Nancy. Heavenly Father, I just come before you this evening just thanking you so much for being God, just thanking you, Father, for for uh, realizing and knowing what we're going through, Father. Thank you for just this opportunity to come together, Father, with my sisters to to just acknowledge you for being God, for being the Most High, Father, for being Hosanna. Thank you, Lord, that every good and perfect gift comes from you, Father. I thank you so much, Lord, for the opportunity to just come and kneel at your feet, Father, just to cast our cares on you, Father, because we know that you care for us. We ask that you forgive us for our sins, Father, and ask you, Lord God, to just uh, 
quicken the spirit within us, the Holy Spirit within us, Father, to give us an extra measure of discernment, Lord, because we know that the days ahead are evil, Father. And and even more so, Lord, for those of us that, that are are being targeted. Um, Father, I thank you so much just for this opportunity, and we welcome you into our midst, Father. We thank you that your word says where two or three gather, that there you are in the midst, and we welcome you, Father, into our midst. Um, right now, Father, I just pray and ask that you hold each and every one of us uh, close to you, Lord, close, close to your bosom, Father. You know each and every need of every person that's on the phone, Father, with us this evening, where we're at and what we're lacking, Father. And we thank you, Father, that you can be all things to us, Father, especially in this day and time. We love you so much and say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Uh, Gloria? Oh, I think Gloria prayed. Mother, you want to pray? I did. Did you pray? You want to pray? I did. I did. Okay, I thought, okay, you can tell. Oh, boy. Mother, you want to pray, Ma? Mother. Speaking. Do you want to pray? I'm taping this call. Would you like to pray? I always like a to. short little prayer. Yeah, I don't mind praying. I love to pray. In the name of Jesus. Okay, Ma, go ahead. We come before the Lord to cover us and help us to understand and listen to each prayer. We thank God for gathering together where we can always learn a little more one from another. We thank the Lord for the word of God, which is our guideline. As we open our books, we can read and always find something new that we can share with others and this way spread the gospel. We glorify the name of Jesus for these written Bibles, Lord. We thank you, Lord for opening our mind and helping us to help one another when we read and try to understand what the Word is guiding us to do. The right things. This way we won't go wrong. If you do your own way, always going wrong. But if we go by the guidance of the Bible, we can be stronger and stronger and be able to help others. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Cover us with your blood. Give us more understanding each day. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mother. Amen. Thank you. Okay, we're looking at we're looking at our book, turning the blessed the curse into a blessing. Uh, I'm just going to go over some key points in the beginning, and the link is in your invite, so you have the entire book. I found some great stuff in there, and. Um, I'm glad I, I, I bought this series. And as a TI, I had a actual, I bought a university. And these people actually, you know, tore down my Bible study. I had a program to give out certificates of ministries. And from there, I was going to build into having a little uh, a college program, Bible study, theology school. But I decree and declare that in God's time, I'm going to have a better program. So now I just buy different programs. 
I'm focusing more so on spiritual warfare, how to win and win the victory every time and um, things of that nature, because that's exactly what this program is, uh, spiritual warfare. So turning the curse into a blessing. In the beginning, it talked about trouble is our servant. God has ordained trouble to be our servant. In fact, the harder and more vehemently our enemy works, the harder he is pushing us to the top, to the throne. Nagging irritations, injustices, painful delays, and even childhood dramas can all be turned around by God to work in our favor. Trouble is often God's gift to us. It is a sacred treasure. Boy, this is like so different from T.I. talk, you know, because we're so used to like, ah, you know, this is a different perspective that trouble is a sacred treasure. Let's take a look. Such was the case in the life of Joseph. All of the cruelties committed against Joseph by his older brothers pushed him to the throne in Egypt. The same is true in the life of Job. All of his trouble ended with a double portion and eternal honor. Trouble is meant to be our servant. Our God is able to turn the curse into a blessing when we please him. Nehemiah 13.2. All right. The purpose of trouble. We were born to be tested. Job 7.17. God has set his heart upon man and is testing us every moment. Trouble has an uncanny way of revealing who we are and what our real needs are. Okay, I think there's a mic. Let me do. Let me see if this will help the audio. I gotta turn and put the mic on in this house. All right, all right, let's see. Okay, so purpose purpose of trouble. All right, we were born to be tested, Job 7.17. God has set his heart upon man and is testing us every moment. Trouble has an uncanny way of revealing who we are and what our real needs are. The passing or failing of our tests determine our eternal position in heaven. Often we do not know when we are being tested. Therefore, we should be more conscious of the fact that we're being watched. We're a spectacle of men and angels. We are under the scrutiny of principalities and powers and the world, but most of all, of the Lord himself. Why does God test us? God tests us to see what we're made of, to see what our most motives are and what, are, and what our needs are, to see if God is number one in our lives. Genesis 22:1-2 to see if we're worthy of the promises of God and loyal to the truth he has entrusted to us, to see if we are able to receive the power we have asked of God, the greater the power we want to receive from God, the greater will be our test, to see if we are worthy to take the position Satan and his followers have forfeited. See, this was a new perspective to me, that you know, God, those positions that Satan and his demons left in heaven, they're open, and he's making sure if he keeps this earth upside down, nobody's getting those positions. I mean, this was a perspective I had never looked at. 
And so his job is to be on this earth and go to and fro and destroy everybody because he does not want those positions, those guardy, those eight angelic positions taken. All right. To, uh, God tests us to see if we qualify to be his bride, to be at the marriage feast, Revelations 19.9, to see if we're worthy to take the position Satan and his followers have defeated, have forfeited. I, I did that to see if we qualify to be in the first resurrection, to judge angels and rule and reign with Christ, to see if we're only serving God for blessings and prestige or simply because we love him, to make more to make us more righteous and holy. God tests us, tests us to bring a greater revelation of the Lord to our lives. God tests us to bless our latter end, to exalt us and give us an eternal name. God tests us to bring new grace into our lives by being in a new low place. Grace is given to the lowly to give God an answer, which in turn he may give to his adversaries. Proverbs 27. This was a nice point, too. The church has a wrong concept of life and of trouble. Again, the church has a wrong concept of life and of trouble. We are created for God. God was not created for us. We were made to be the servants of God. He is not to be our servant. Instead of telling God what we want, we should ask what he wants. (laughs) Excuse me. me. Much of today's gospel is a welfare gospel, and it produces a welfare mentality in the church. What is in this for me? How much can I get out of this for myself? What is the minimum amount of sacrifice necessary in order to receive the maximum return for myself? These attitudes are symptomatic of a malady we term convenient Christianity. The quickest way out of my troubles, little desire for a changed life. Today's gospel of welfare is a mentality that is preached from many pulpits. It uses God as a means of getting one's needs and one's and what one and wants met, while producing little concern for doing the will of God and having the heart change. It is something for nothing proposition. It offers free pardon, freedom from guilt, free medical benefits, divine healing, free provision, freedom from financial pressure, and freedom from depression and sorrow. And let there be no mistake about it, God loves to generously bestow all of these gifts upon his people to encourage them and to help them along life's difficult pathways. Yet all of these, though, are benefits of the gospel. They are not ultimate, not temporal blessing, but a changed life. God's intention for his people has never been to camp around temporal blessings. Instead, he is more interested in what we become and what we will allow him to do in our lives. The whole object of Christianity is to be transformed and suited for him for all eternity. This requires change. Thus, it is not always the easiest path. Therefore, a gospel that promotes ease, comfort, convenience, a quick answer, and the fastest way out of unpleasant circumstances is not the true gospel. It is, however, a popular gospel. 
The supreme purpose of creation is based upon marriage. God proposed to fashion in this earth a mature bride who could ultimately know and understand him, Jeremiah 9.24. He desired one compatible to himself, someone on his level. The Lord looks for a bride who loves him not just for the blessings, but what for but for what she can grasp for herself, but one who loves him just for who he is. Otherwise, God has his own hands, a selfish, self-centered, self-seeking little child. Otherwise, God has on his hands a selfish, self-centered, self-seeking little child. This is precisely what a shallow gospel produces. Contrawise, the end result of a gospel that reveals the true course of being a real Christian is a glorious bride without spot or blemish. The age-old controversy. Therefore, we are confronted with a controversy as old as man. Many years ago, Satan accused Job of only serving God for the benefit. Satan charged Job is only serving you because you have prospered him. Take away all his blessings and he will curse you to your face. In effect, Satan was saying Job has ulterior motives. He is only using God for his own selfish interests. Unfortunately, the accusation Satan hurled at Job is true of some believers. For we find in John 6:26 that multitudes followed Jesus only because he was meeting their material needs. Most of them deserted him when the test of life came. Passing the test that Satan failed. Ironically, Satan's accusations against Job was an indictment against himself, for upon this very issue he himself had failed miserably, Romans 2.1. Lucifer only served the Lord as long as everyone was praising him and standing in awe of his beauty. He possessed charm, wisdom, charisma, and musical abilities that were unparalleled, unequaled. He was the talk of heaven. Was he thankful for all of this? No. All he wanted was more, more, more for himself. When God was forced to demote him for his folly and pride, was Lucifer sorry or repentant in any way of the grief and shame he had brought to the Lord? Not at all. He was sorry only for the loss of the position, power, and praise. It is obvious that he was only serving God for the blessings. For when God removed the blessings, he cursed God to his face. Therefore, we must come face to face with this fact. If we're going to defeat Satan, we have to pass the test that he failed. The Lord also tested Abraham. Was God number one in his life, or were the promises and blessings? When Abraham willingly offered Isaac back to God, it was not only a testimony to God, but also to Satan. For we are, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4, 9, a spectacle of men and angels. Satan and all the evil spirits are carefully examining our motives, looking for an occasion to find fault because they know that some of us are destined to displace them and claim what they have forfeited. Therefore, it is of utmost importance that we succeed where they fail. Otherwise, we will not be worthy to take possession of what they have lost through the rebellion. In Proverbs 27:11, it cries out, My son, be wise and make my heart glad that I may answer him that reproaches me. 
God is earnestly searching throughout the whole world for a man or woman whose heart is perfect towards him, Second Chronicles 16, 9. He does so for several reasons. For one thing, God has an enemy who relentlessly accuses the brethren day and night, Revelations 12, 10. Furthermore, the adversary reproaches the Lord himself. In the first chapter of the book of Job, Satan charges that no one serves the Lord because he loves him, but only for selfish purposes. Therefore, Job dealt a severe blow to Satan by falling down in worship unto God after losing everything he had. Mm. By this action, he proved Satan wrong, Job 1.20. But also, in passing this most difficult test, Job provided God with an answer for his adversary. God was able to say to Satan, here is a man who maintains his integrity and continues to worship and love me, even when he was stripped of all his blessings. Thus, Job gave God an answer to reply to Satan, the adversary who reproaches him. Job had the right response to injury. The right response to injury spares us from the pit. Mm. And that's what this TI program is about, the injury. What is the right response? Don't crack up. Don't depend on the world. Depend on God. Also, Job's right response to injury saved him from sliding down into a mental, emotional pit. Nearly all mental and emotional disorders, suicide included, are the result of a wrong response to a severe injury. So there's no doubt that we've been injured in a severe injury, but the wrong response is what does people in. Job's sacrifice of thanksgiving, giving God praise, that means in the midst of hell and high water, after losing everything he had turned his disaster into triumph. This is by far one of the greatest keys to victory in the Christian life. Therefore, Job's example gives us a message to live by, not just for today, but for every day of our lives. Also, his expectations were placed in God, not in things. He had just lost. Psalm 62.5. Do you know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you, are ye worthy, unworthy to judge the smallest matters know ye not that ye shall judge angels how much more things that pertain to this life first corinthians 6 2 3 the first calling of the church is to judge fallen angels demons and satan and also to rule the nations with the rod of iron revelations 2 26 however the man or woman who would rule the nations must first Learn to rule his own spirit as Job did, Proverbs 16:32. In order to dislodge Satan and replace him, we must have passing grades where he failed. Therefore, you and I are in a training camp right now. We are being disciplined, corrected, and even chastened by God in order to qualify for the conditional promises he has made to his people, Hebrews 10:36. I want to stress that God's promises have conditions. This is a truth that is not properly understood in the church today. Paul told the Corinthian church that they were called not only to judge the world, but also to judge angels. However, at the same time, he said, you are unworthy to judge the smallest matters, 1 Corinthians 6, 2. Paul termed 
them carnal and base because you were bickering and taking one another to court. Paul exhorted them to grow up, to be cleansed from the filthiness of the flesh and mind, and to be perfected in holiness and in the fear of God. Otherwise, they would not inherit the promises. See 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Job. Job had a vision of the second coming of Christ, the resurrection, the millennial age. As a matter of fact, he even saw himself resurrected and ruling with Christ in the age to come. Job 19:25. According to Revelation 5, 9, it is those who have been made into kings and priests who will reign with Christ on the earth. Kings and priests are not born, they are made. Job symbolizes the man or woman who is being formed and fitted by adversity into a king and priest. He is sometimes referred to as the millennial saint. Job is representative of righteous saints who are being tried in the fire to be made even more righteous and holy in order to rule and reign with Christ. Mm. What does that mean? T.I.s that are going through stuff, they, they are being, you know, we're going through this for a reason. Therefore, the book of Job, though it has a message for every generation, it is especially a message for our days, for we are now living in the days of the coming of Christ, the resurrection, and a thousand-year reign of Christ opened upon the earth. Thus, Job's message is for the last-day church, for within the pages of the book of Job are the keys for being made ready for the coming of the Son of Man and the millennial age. Trouble is our servant. God has ordained trouble to be our servant if we respond to trouble with wisdom. Trouble is often a gift from God, a sacred treasure. Trouble gets our attention and provides opportunities for us to change. Adversity literally pushes dedicated men and women to the top, to the throne. God instituted the curse in Genesis 3.16 only to show mercy to fallen men. Sometimes a problem is prolonged until a certain work of grace is done in our lives. Mm. Again, sometimes a problem is prolonged until a certain work of grace is done in our lives. Mm. When a thorn has accomplished its work, God will remove it. Revelations 22, 3. We were born to be tested. Trouble has a peculiar way of revealing who we are and what our real needs are. The church often does not understand the purpose for trouble. Mm. Many believers only serve God for what they can get for themselves, a welfare mentality. Temporal blessings are emphasized with little concern for having the heart changed. Character is always related to pain. It means choosing right even when it hurts. Unless we pass the test that Satan failed, we cannot claim what he forfeited by rebellion. Right response to injury is the key to good spiritual, mental, and emotional health. Trouble will make us better or bitter. The choice is ours to make by grace. Job represents a righteous believer who is being tested in the fire to become even more righteous and holy. He is being qualified to rule and reign with Christ. Therefore, he is our example. Okay. And then 
for the next study, I'm going to go into, uh, before, let me just go into what I said tonight. There are appointed seasons in our life. Read Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 through 8. God has appointed special times of blessings in our lives, mountaintop experiences. God has also foreordained special times of adversity to work something out in our hearts. There is a time to break down and a time to build up, Ecclesiastes 3.3. God was breaking Job down, and he was going to rebuild him a better man during trials. God is changing and restructuring our soul and frame of mind. This is a very painful but necessary work of God. Everything seems to go wrong. Mm, 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 mm. Everything seems to go wrong during this time. My God. In addition to this, the trial lasts longer than we anticipated. Mm, mm, mm. The principle of bitter and sweet. There is a principle from Esther 2.12 that we should remember. Esther underwent purification processes before she appeared before the king. These purification processes, presumably of the skin, involve six months' treatment with the oil of myrrh and six months of sweet spices and perfumes. There is a spiritual truth here that we should observe. Myrrh speaks of bitter experiences, and the sweet spices speak of pleasant experiences. Both are necessary for purification. Good times are just as necessary, as essential for our purification as the difficult times. Seasons of blessings and joy cleanse our hearts from hurts and hardnesses. Do not expect your Christian walk to be a road of misery and trials. There will be many blessings too. In fact, the good times will far outweigh the bad times. Job enumerates his righteous acts and deeds. Job was a very righteous man and a merciful man. Even God gave testimony to this. But when Job was in the fire, a serpent came out and showed its ugly head, Acts 28.3. Something manifested in him that was very displeasing to God. Job had pointed his finger at God and charged him with irresponsibility. Yet he found no fault with himself. This is where he went too far. And that that's, you know, you know how many T.I.s are like, yo, God made a mistake. You irresponsible. I don't deserve, you know, none of us feel we deserve this program. But if God's trying to teach us something, then we just have to, we have to say, Lord, let your will be done. Moral purity. Job was morally pure. He had deep convictions about sexual purity. I made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? Job had made an agreement with himself. He trained his eyes to focus only where they should. Many sins begin with the eyes. Sin gets into the heart by gazing upon someone other than your spouse. What you gaze upon becomes your constant meditation. Job was not always eyeing of a woman. His eyes and emotions were consecrated to God. He walked in the spirit, not after the sight of his eyes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he did not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Pornography is said to be as addictive as heroin. 
If you do not turn off the pornography on the Internet now, it will destroy your marriage, career, and your soul. Stay away from vulnerable situations. The wrong people turn off the Internet now. Do not play with your emotions or the emotions of anyone else. It is evil to stir up emotions in another that cannot be satisfied lawfully. Be careful of flattery. Flattery wants something in return. Guard your heart, Proverbs 4.23, and train your eyes to stay where they belong. Allow God to cleanse your heart from evil desires. The power of a habit is in the love for it. Walk the path of, a, of wisdom. Wisdom will keep you. Flee temptation as did Joseph, Genesis 39.10. Do not live a private life. Be in the light and be accountable to others in those areas where you know are weak. Okay. Um, all right, Job continues to defend himself. In addition to being morally pure, Job was kind to his servants. He was merciful to the poor and the widow. Job never rejoiced when his enemies were judged. He was hospitable. Job was truly an outstanding man, yet God was trying to cut away something that was not righteous in his life. God was performing a greater work of redemption in him so that he could bless him even more. Job was violating the theme verse, Job 4.17. Shall mortal man be more just than God? Shall a man be more pure than his maker? In the trial, Job had made himself more righteous than God. And what that means basically is, you know, after his look, he was just going through this for months. After going through this for months, he was like, yo, you made a mistake, God. This is just wrong. I've done everything right. And he started questioning his maker. And that was the theme of this whole book, that you, you can't question. God was bringing him to God wanted him to see that. And when he saw that, he was blessed. The curse was over. So here it says, if I covered my transgressions as Adam by hiding my iniquity in my bosom, here is a remarkable revelation of the incident in the Garden of Eden. Adam was very slow to acknowledge his disobedience. He tried to conceal the guilt of his heart. This is a notable trait of all of his descendants. Man in general is slow to confess faults or concede to any weaknesses. In actual fact, Job himself was having a very hard time seeing and acknowledging his problem. Remember, there is no release from our bondage until we clearly acknowledge it. As long as we're in a state of denial, we will never be released. Mm. Okay. That was the end of that section. So Job's words are ended. This concludes part two. And um, then God sends Elihu, who will then speak to him to help counsel him so that he can see, um, you know, where he missed, uh, you know, by, by judging, you know, God, telling God he did not do. The main theme of the book of Job is Job 4.17. Shall mortal man be more just than God? Shall a man be more pure than his maker? In other words, no matter what you're going through, you have to know that God's divine knowledge and wisdom is above ours. We don't understand this program. We don't understand why God is allowing it. 
And that's why we're continuing to read the word. But like Job, he gave us Job as an example for when things get like this. When you get in a position, you can't understand nothing. Everything is going wrong. You have to know that, yes, the devil does things, but God allows things to bring us to the higher level. And, you know, this is done to mature us, to perfect us, to grow us up. It's not easy. We may not like it. But we do it God's way, we're assured there are assured blessings, not only for you, but for our family. So this is a perspective the devil don't want us to see. He wants us to think it's downhill, can't do nothing about this, this old sick demon. No, 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 no. No, I don't like it. I think I know it's, I don't like the curse, but I think each one of us have a duty to look deep down inside and say, Lord, just show me what, whatever it is. And I know I, I still got, he's got work to do on me. What I don't understand, and I ask God to give me understanding, is how can I reach that point you want me to reach with all these hindrances, you know? But obviously, he feels that we can do it. And I think he wants us to do it to let so so we can understand it. I created you. My thing is I don't have the finances to conquer all of these different attacks and whatnot. And his I'm sure God's saying, I didn't create you with the finances. You're gonna conquer, you're gonna you're gonna be, you're gonna drop everything, all habits, all things out of order, because I created you in a perfect perfected order. I, I'm, you know, I'm just beginning to see the message a little clearer in my particular situation. I can't speak for anybody else. But he created us in a certain way, and he wants us in that way so that he can bless us. Because when you go through this, you just pick up a lot of, just a lot of bad habits, a lot of dead weight. And he wants us to get rid of that stuff. And I really believe and truly believe that we will be blessed. And look at Job. Job was blessed to the to the point that he was put in a book that's the longest lasting book on earth. There's no other book that's older than the Bible. Now, if that's not a blessing, his it was promised that his latter would be better than his beginning. And um, I thank God for the story because I know in my case they had done so much damage and damage to your professional reputation, to your, uh, your even your personal reputation, you know, just damage your name. You're just like, I mean, how can this, you know, how, how can the damages be prepared? And I do believe that God can do a miraculous thing and bless every targeted individual that's staying prayed up with their eyes prayed on or stayed on him do working towards breaking this curse, responding right to injury, which is difficult, but knowing that that devil wants you to crack up, so you just got to keep on pushing on. And then, you know, having God bless us once we reach that point where we've learned what the lesson he's trying to teach us or we just learn whatever it is that he wants us to learn. And turn this thing around. 
so with that, that's the the, the study for tonight. Um, continue with the Book of Job. And um, for targeted individuals, I don't think there's a, a book that could describe. I mean, when I read this story, it was just amazing. So any comments? I did go through a lot. I read a lot. Any comments? No, nothing. Is anybody still here? Let's see who's still here. I have a comment, Marion. Okay. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say that um, there's such a peace, there's such a comfort in just uh, coming to this this prayer call. Um, you know, sometimes I'm I'm quiet, you know, and I'm just listening, you know, to different ones' testimony and listening to you talk about, you know, uh, the scriptures and read, you know, what God has given you. But uh, in this targeting program, it it sometimes seems like that's what they don't want you to have. They don't want you to have the comfort. They don't want you to have the peace and the rest that God, you know, that, that God gives. But um, coming mm-hmm. to this prayer and uniting our voices and our hearts, um, it, it, I feel the peace and I feel the rest of God, you know, in this. And, and I, I was asking God the other day, I said, God, you know, I'm trying to do everything you want me to do. What is it that I'm missing? What do you what do you want from me? You know, what do you want me to do? And he was showing me that through this targeting program, what it's doing is pushing people toward prayer. This push is causing is causing us to get to that point where we on a uh, we, we unite um especially the targeted individuals, we have to really cry out to God and unite our hearts uh, to him. And that's what's going to help us in this program. That's what's going to um, help us to get that uh, deliverance and that rest that we need in this program. Much prayer and uniting our mm-hmm. hearts. Because I know, I know it has helped mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. a lot. So I just wanted to share that I with you guys. Yes. Yeah, I because, agree, you know, and I've, I've prayed oh, I, for other talking individuals. So I thank God for each one of you guys. I really, truly do. It, it, go ahead. Yeah. Yes, and, you go know, you um, there are a lot of targeted individuals that don't believe in God, you know, and if you start talking mm-hmm. about God, they'll get irritated and upset. But, you know, they don't realize that, you know, <laughs> God is, you know, that's that's where we're going to get our help from and our relief from is in God, you know. And he, and sometimes right. he, he, I, I, he, I may, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. you know, I was, just, I was just saying sometimes, you know, um, he makes it really, really, really well, it, it's kind of like, you know, pushing. Like people, there's so many things going on now, especially with electronic devices. People are on their phones all day. And I know I'm on the phone a lot because, you know, I do the business. But but the thing is that you go to the bus stop and, you, you know, people stand there, they don't talk. They're just on their phone. They're 
They're worshiping their phones. They're worshiping Facebook. They're worshiping mm-hmm. YouTube. They're wor- mm-hmm. worshiping. Now, I'm not talking about those that are, you know, researching and searching out things. I'm talking about these. some of these people are getting on their phones and, and their eyes are like glazed over their um you know, just all into it so that they they can't do anything else. And so it's kind of like um, just tied into the system, you know, and and it's an idol to them. And God wants to break that, and sometimes in breaking it, he has to let some hard things, you know, happen, you know, to um, push people toward prayer. You know, and I think, I think that we're in the time right now where we really do need to pray because there's so much evil in this world this evil that's going on in this world, mm-hmm. and we know it better because we are targeted individuals. I think we really see it better. You know what I mean? We see, we're awake to what's happening, mm-hmm. and we see it better. Um, but there's so much evil, and 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 it's time. I I feel that God's time of delivering, you know, His people and coming for us is we're very close, and I think that He's calling the remnant, the ones to really come close to him and to really cry out in prayer. And that's what it's going to take, you know, to cry out to God in prayer for the, for this deliverance in a united voice. And this prayer has really been great for me. <laughs> so I just wanted to share that. Well, thank you. And <coughs> excuse me. And thank you so much for being here. I mean, I said, Lord, this is just such a, horrific program, God. I need praying people. I mean, and I've just had to, I had to change. I, I had a program called End Organized Crime. I had so many people calling just to croak, just to, you know, oh, they did this. I got it. <coughs> Excuse me. It, it just got to a point. I said, no, this is not going to work. Because after you left the call, you were so depressed about hearing all the other people's stories, <laughs> you know. I said, God, you know, I said, I really want to stick it out with this praying stuff. And I, I just, I thank God for each and every praying person because um, I don't know any other way. And I'm constantly on this internet now just, you know, focusing in on how to break this curse, in, how to break this curse and turn it to a blessing. Who is this? Hold on one sec. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, so I just give God all the praise and the glory, you know, for each and one yeah. of you. And you know what? The, and uh, you know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What happened? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I thought I was talking over someone. I wanted to share also, uh, just to follow up on what Gloria said. Um, this truly is a blessing. This is something that I've been praying for, um, you know, because it it is it it's very rare to have. I know the first time when I came around, it's hard to find. Um, I don't know, true believers or people who are trying to really 
have a relationship with the Most High. Um, you know, because a lot, a lot of times out here, you have people who are what I call, kind of call carnal Christians, if there's really such a thing. Uh, but people who are really want to pray and want to know the Most High, um, it's a blessing. This is a true, absolute blessing, and I thank God for it because it's exactly what I need, you know. Because one thing about me, there's some people who are very good about going through the motions and, um, you know, without God, although I don't think you really can. Me, if I don't have God, if my spirit is not right, everything else is off, you know. And I, I, I sense that that's what's been happening with me. You know, some people can kind of mask it and go through it a lot better than other people. I can't. I mean, it's like if my relationship with God is not right, everything else falls apart. So this is a true blessing to me. I am grateful to God for each and every one of you. Um, And I just look forward to continuing because I need something like this. I haven't been connected to any kind of ministry or anyone in prayer. So I I know my uh, relationship with God has suffered because of that. And, of course, it's going to. You know, again, as I stated earlier. That's what the intent of this program has been. Right. That's exactly what the intent It wants this empty, you know, mm-hmm. you know, when the churches start uh, acting funny and for you not to go. And I saw that coming. That's why I said, oh, no, I'm not a reverse one curse. You're not going to have me empty. And, and I'm telling you, there are times it was just me, my, my mother, my elderly mother and me on this and I said, Lord, we just going to keep praying. And I just kept praying. And I, and I believe the more specific prayers go up to particularly right. dismantle the targeted individual right. program. That's the prayer yeah. that, you know, God, we need you. You know, we need this program dismantled. You know, we want to live according to your will, Lord. We want right. to do your work. We want the kingdom mm-hmm. of God to be advanced. Help mm-hmm. us dismantle this program. The more prayers that go up like that, there's nothing that you could tell me that this program is not going to come down. For you see that 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 is I mean, more effective than any lawsuit or anything. Mm-hmm. I it, absolutely. I mean, because I mean, I I don't put down a lawsuit route, but you know, it's like, and I think you've been basically saying it all night. You have to put first things first. And if God mm-hmm. is not first, I know for my life, as I just stated, if God is not first, nothing else falls into place. There's exactly. got to be a, a certain and then you order gotta look and structure at, to everything this, this if is he's not at the top. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. If he's not at the top. If mm-hmm. he's not in the center. If he's at the top of the structure, if he's not the foundation, that's a better way of saying that. If he is not the foundation, it's like, you know, I think is it the New Testament talks about how we build and how the foundation has to be solid. If the foundation is mm-hmm. not solid, you can't effectively build anything. Everything else is going to fall apart. 
And he has to be. Christ has to be the foundation. If he's not, then, I mean, and you can even, and there are some people who know how to put a better face on, you know, or mask how they're doing. But still, if he's not the foundation, it's still not going to work. See, I've been the type of person, I've never been able to effectively mask. If he's not the foundation, you've got to really see it in my life right away, you know. I'm not someone who knows how to put on airs and knows how to pretend very well. Ah, it's going really well. If it's if he's not the foundation, you see it. It's so transparent. It's like, no, he has to be the foundation of my life. He has to be the foundation of everything. And if he's not, it ain't going to work. That's it. But you have to be mm-hmm. careful about yep. judging because how can you make how can you draw that conclusion about anybody? Only God can judge a man. Only God can grow a man up. I mean, God says extract a moat from thine right. own eye. Right. I don't think we should. I don't think anybody should 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 make comments like that about anybody. Because guess what? We all have something in our lives that needs to be refined or that we need to really go to God about. No man should should point mm-hmm. out or, or tempt to say where someone else is lacking because we're not in a position to do that. We're not God. That the, what they're doing to us right now is because maybe they think they're God. They're not God. God don't need them. If God wants me to learn something, he knows just like he did with Job, he knows how to do that for me. I don't need a man to go out and lie on me. I don't need a man to fry my brain. God's not, I don't, God is not doing that. God don't need them people to do that. Oh, I'm not saying that he does. All I'm just saying is that he needs to be the foundation of our lives. That's all. Now, I'm not I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying putting things in its proper place. If he's not first, things just tend not to fall into place. I don't know if it came across wrong, but I, it's not judging anybody. No, no. Let, let me say uh, that was Nancy. I think Nancy. I don't think it was you. No, I think Nancy was because we, we've had this discussion. <clears throat> She's looking at it from the perspective of that reading. Is that reading saying that justifying what these people are doing? You know, oh, no. I'm Nancy. I'm not saying okay. right, right, right. Okay. I'm not saying that this reading justifies. No, no one's justified for committing evil. But no. God is all sovereign, and these people could not commit it if God did not w- allow it, is what I'm saying. God is all sovereign. So it's happening. You have to deal with it happening, and you have to understand it's being allowed by God, no matter how you put it. Well, I understand that God has his own timing, just like the children of Israel. I mean, sure, they were in bondage for a very long time, and God had you know, I guess he and he chose Moses and sent and sent and sent and sent uh, him all those times to have to, to with these messages and stuff to release his people. You're right. I do understand and appreciate that God has, has his own timing. I appreciate that. But what I was speaking about was what Camille was saying that's separate from what I'm saying regarding um, what we're experiencing and the fact that we're – that. I don't know that, that that we're you know under curse. I, that's something total. That's t- something totally different. But I was addressing. Well, wait a minute. Maybe oh, I missed it. What did what did Camille yeah. say? What did Camille say? Maybe I missed. It. What did she say? 
Well, I was talking, I was saying we just have to be careful. As Chris, I mean, when we're on this phone talking and praying, we're, 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 we're talking and, and praying to God. I think, you know, I just, we just have to be careful about being, you know, judging someone and saying what someone, you know, judging a person and their foundation. We're not in a position to do that. And, and, and I think that what we're experiencing right now is because we have these people that are judging us. They're saying stuff about us. They're saying we're doing ABC. Maybe, maybe I missed something. No, no, Nancy, maybe I missed something. Because from what I heard her saying was that if you build anything, she didn't say any particular person, anything. If you build anything without putting Christ at the head or the center, it's going to fall apart. Yeah, That's what she said. No, yeah. well, she, but she also went on to say how people can – you know, can put on these fronts and these areas about being in a particular place. Anyway, that's uh, that's yeah. No, no. What what she said, Nancy. What she what she said. What I I was able to preach. She said, you know, some people run around, you know, saying everything is okay. She said she's not doing that. Some people, in other words, some people are TIs and don't want to admit it. And there are a lot of people because they think if they don't admit it. That the that the targeting will stop, and that, that's from what I understood. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, but, that's but, what I understood. That many people. But it doesn't okay. matter. We, I mean, we, I mean, we as as we can pray for them and pray for ourselves, but we cannot judge a man. Period. Okay. What? Uh, no. We were, was that? Judging? Yeah, I wasn't. Was that no, judging? I, I, I wasn't judging was that anybody. Judging? Nancy, was I, that judging? In my opinion, it was a form of judgment. In my opinion, it was a form okay. of judgment. When you say that people people are running around um, acting like they're not a T.I. when they are, that's judging? That's not what she said, Marion. That's not what she said. No. You, what, you, have what, to listen, you have to go back and me, listen to the tape. Okay. What, you'll know exactly where I'm coming okay. from. Okay, because I didn't think, at least the way I was saying it, what I was saying is that there are some people, and I want, I'm not even talking about TIs when I talk about this. I'm just talking about in general. There are people who know how to, I don't know, and, and maybe putting on airs was not the right wording, but there are some people who know how to function without Christ being the foundation but their lives may be falling apart. And I'm not even talking about TIs. I'm just talking about in general, you know. And all I was saying is that I'm not the type of person who knows how to do that. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not judging people. I'm just making a general a statement that there are people who may, I mean, there may be people who are actually really, really sad. But for whatever reason, they just know how to, I don't know, put that smile on their face. Me, if I'm not feeling good, you see it. You know, I mean, that's not judging anyone. I'm just saying that in any case, whether it is or it isn't, Christ needs to be the foundation of our lives. And that's not making any particular judgment about anyone, you know, because I'm not about judging anyone. I'm just making a statement of, you know, how certain people are, you know. And that that's all that was doing. So and and, and, and right, you had made a comment about uh, many TIs have turned atheists, which is true. 
But what I take particular pride in is praying for every one of those TIs that because of this wicked, evil program that have turned atheists for the Holy Spirit to touch their hearts and bring them Mm -hmm. back to the kingdom of God because that's a punch in Satan's face. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, I, I just, I guess my Every point. Every single person that turned away from God behind this sick program for God to please send that Holy mm-hmm. Spirit to give them an experience mm-hmm. that will bring mm-hmm. them back running to Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I guess the, the, the question that, if I may, uh, posed to uh, Nancy then is, you know, because my, my conviction and my belief is that if Christ is not at the center, things don't work out right. And that's, in a nutshell, basically all I was saying. I may have kind of gone around and Well, Nancy and I, we, we talked about that. I know she agreed with that. I think there was yeah. something that she, there was some misunderstanding. But Aunt Nancy and I, we she, you know, we talked about that Christ mm-hmm. has to be at the forefront, or else I don't care, right. you know, everything else will fall apart. And even right. in this TI program, you know, we have people trying to pull us to believe. Oh, we got a lawsuit here. We got a, you know, how many years we've been hearing about lawsuits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, that was that if was Christ more so Even my if point. you have a lawsuit, mm-hmm. if Christ is, if y'all not praying over that lawsuit, mm-hmm. I could just say. It's just another another dead end. Yeah. Well, you know what? And I, I totally agree with that because the fact of the matter is you look at this world system, uh, this this world system was handed over to Satan, okay? Uh, meaning Satan is the ruler of this world. Obviously, we know that uh, the Most High, he, he is sovereign and he rules overall. He'll only allow Satan to go so far. But... If you're just relying on the lawsuit and you're not praying, I mean, this is his world. This is his kingdom. If you're trying to do it without God, I don't see how you can be successful. That's just my experience, you know, my understanding of, you know, the world and obviously my understanding of God, you know. It's not judging anybody else. It's just. I mean, based on my experiences, that's what I know, you know. And I pray for everyone. I mean, I don't judge anyone at all, you know. I mean, I want as many as possible to come to know Christ, including myself, in a deeper way, which is why I feel blessed in terms of being here on this call, you know. And uh, just for everything that you're doing, Miriam, and just for all of you, all of you here, I'm grateful. I really am. I appreciate each and every one of you participation, <clears throat> you know, um, and I thank God. I was happy I, I when too. I, when I met Nancy, she has such, she has a big background. She knows the Bible. I'm happy that I met you. You're a prayer warrior. Gloria's a prayer warrior. Amy's a prayer warrior. Anne's a prayer warrior. Let me tell you, actually, this program here started with, and yeah, I don't know if you guys know Leslie. No, not Leslie. It wasn't Leslie. Um, and basically me and Ann, we just couldn't believe, you know, they was tearing her life apart, my life apart. I went from a working since 23 years old, straight, nonstop. I'm a teacher. 
did summer school, night school, uh, after school, in between school, you know, worked my whole, so gradually just watching these people just swindle every job from me imaginable. And Anne, she was, uh, I think, a former, um, she was in the military, um, has her master's. I mean, they just swindled every job from her. Plus, she was getting tortured. Yeah, electronic torture. And, you know, we just, all we could do was, you know, first we used to come together to talk about, you know, it was, we did so much croaking, but we just found a comfort in peace. I started buying iTunes songs, and we just had to sit on the phone and just re- listen, Your Grace and Mercy, um, Shirley Caesar, T.D. Jakes. We just started playing tapes, and that is how we made it for about six years. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the only way we could, we could not go crazy, okay? Mm-hmm. We, we, that, that's what kept us from going crazy. And I just wake up in the morning and the the phone still be off. I thank God for talk shoot. I thank God, even though talk shoot did me wrong a few times with some of my other tapings, they deleted a lot, but that's okay. But I thank God, you know, for even the internet, you know, if someone chooses to use this for pornography, that's on them. But this, this internet could be used for God's work. This internet could be used for saving souls helping people stop from committing suicide. What? That's why I tape these calls, because you just never know, particularly when somebody's just finding out about this program. I want them to hit that button, hear our testimonies, and know to just stand in faith. If it wasn't for God's grace and mercy, so many of us TIs would not be here. This program is designed to kill you. (laughs) No doubt. Emotionally, mentally take you out, give you a feeling of hopelessness and helplessness beyond imaginable. Mm-hmm. And you've got to know that you know that you know that if you believe God is sovereign, it's almost like you believe God is sovereign, then how is this happening? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute, how is this happening? You know? Mm-hmm. So what we have to do is keep feeding our faith, feeding our faith. Right. That's the only, I, I, I can't I see any I, other way you can make it. I, I, I don't, um, I mean, I don't see, at least I don't see any other way you can make it without being bitter if you don't have Christ. Yeah, it said, the word tonight said, you, you, this adversities will make you either bitter or better. We have the right to choose. Right. Mm-hmm. And and in this program, they want you to think there's no there's no choice. You're gonna be bitter, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. South Nevada, is that you, Lisa? Yes, Lisa. Hi, darling. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Okay, Lisa's another one. See, we. We've been now since I, what's this now? I think, my God, time flies. Yeah, I've been in this so I Look, this program started tightening up on me 2000. So, I mean, it's 17 years. It went to the the full halt of leaving me with 0.0 in about 2007. 
I suffered from 2007 to 2012. Just, uh, you know, I could testify. God kept a roof over my head. I had no money. I mean, they just did me awfully. But yeah, I met Lisa too. Lisa came to New York and Lisa's been on all the prayer calls and uh, Lisa's father was a minister, so she knows of the Word of God. She pretty much was, you know, knows her Bible too. Lisa, you want to get some new people here? Camille and Gloria. Um, uh, Nancy, hi. you know Lisa, right? I'm sorry. I don't. I don't remember Nancy. Yeah, I don't remember you either, Lisa. Nancy, I you never met Lisa. Lisa? I'm not sure. I think I've I think I've been on the call. Has it been a year, Miriam? I don't know. Lisa, you but you've been on the call phone with Nancy. Oh, uh, Lisa's uh, not. Lisa's wasn't. Uh, I just listened to you. I don't really. I I know that one lady who used to come on the call. What was her name? The one who's kind of loud. Amy and Ann. Amy and Ann. Yeah. Yeah, those, yeah, those, that's what I was, so those been, we've long time this year. Oh, but I thought you knew Nancy. All right, so Nancy, this is Lisa, Camille, Lisa, and Gloria, Lisa. Hi. And I, I met all of them through Nancy. And Lisa's been in this a while, and she's a uh, prayer warrior. She gets, I've been in this yeah, program for 20 years. Been, I've known you for, oh, Miriam, it's been a long time. I think since 2006. Ten years? That we knew that we met, yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah, time flies, man. Oh, it does. It does. Oh, I enjoyed your sermon. I learned from it. I was so depressed today. They do that B2K so bad, you know. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Well, do you know that Satan's one of his biggest uh, weapons is discouragement and depression. So just do your best. Keep Keep fed with the word of God. You know, I know it's hard. Because uh, I, I was just like... Wow, how long am I? You know, I just I don't understand things, but I'm I'm a tr- I, I continue to trust God, and that's it. Yeah, and Lisa's right. blessed. You know, you keep you know you keep your little part time job, so at least you know, I you know, mm-hmm. and you know, a few more people keep keep a little job. So I, I you know, God's God, you know, I don't know why they will not let me earn a dime. It's just unbelievable. And I'm gonna continue to pray to break that curse. That's a curse from the pit of hell. They mm-hmm. will, I mean, just will yeah. not. That, that I, you mean? I'm telling you, this is just ridiculous. But I'm gonna continue to pray. I'm gonna get on this call and tell y'all what God not only blessed me, I have my own business. <laughs> I don't need these people' jobs anymore. And I have uh, them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. With God, all things are possible. Yes, Mother. 
So I'm going to let you guys go. I don't want to keep you up all night. Lisa, I'm glad to see you. You got to be up early? Yeah. Yeah, I know you do. I'm sorry. Well, I'm glad you made it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to close with a prayer. Let me, let me just do a closing prayer. God, I thank you for all my sisters and, and brothers that come to these calls. I thank you, God, for each and every one here. I ask you, God, for special blessings over each and every one of us. God bless my sister Nancy, uh, Lisa, Gloria, Camille, um, if I'm missing anybody, uh, Angelica, <coughs> my love, my darling mother, Amy's mother, Anne's mother. And God bless them, bless them. Continue, Heavenly Father, watch over us. As we go into a new week, God, we ask you, Heavenly Father, to open, keep the windows of heaven open, Heavenly Father. And anything that's to come against us, any type of harassment, sabotage, terroristic attack, any plots of Satan in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus. It will not be able to touch us, that we will be covered at a hedge of protection. God, above and beyond us, bless our elders, the seniors, Heavenly Father, my mother and all the elders, Amy's mother, all of them, Heavenly Father, Anne's mother. Keep them covered with the blood of Jesus Christ and our other population, our children, God. Bless them, Heavenly Father, from head to toe. Keep that hedge of protection over them. Let them be safe in their going and their coming. God, each and every one of us that are driving or on the bus line, transportation, God, we give you in advance. Thank you, God, for traveling mercy. Thank you, God, for covering us. Thank you, God, for bringing us in and out the house safe. Thank you, God, that we have strength to continue to pray. Thank you, God, for our health, that we're not sitting here talking about some dialysis or some some type of uh, some operation. Thank you, God, for knowledge to stay away from every eugenic, demonic plot against us in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Thank you, God, for healing. Thank you, God, for just your blessings over our lives. Thank you, God, for blockage of Satan's attack. Thank you, God, for the land of the living. Thank you, God, for prayer warriors. Thank you, God, for people that know about this program, that we can come together in our own divine manner, <clears throat> Heavenly Father, and ask you, Heavenly Father, that we know that in your time it is decreed and declared that the targeted individual program will be dismantled, torn apart, ripped to shreds, have no impact on humans, that children will be covered against this program. We bind up the spirit of electronic torture. We bind up the spirit of mind control programming. We bind up the spirit <clears throat> of V2K. We bind up the spirit of, of blowing people up, that demon spirit of obesity. We bind up that spirit of, of, of suicide. We bind up that spirit of income lynching. We bind up that demon called poverty. We decree and declare that God wants us blessed and highly favored in our health in our finances, that God wants us to use our finances to build the kingdom of God, to advance the kingdom of God. God has a plan for each and every one of us. God, direct each and every one of us into that destiny that you created us for. There's a reason for each one of us, God. There's a special purpose. God, thank you what the devil meant for bad. You know you will use for good. 
thank you, God, that you put us all together. It may be a horrific program, but you have more human rights warriors than can be imaginable behind this program. So, God, we ask you to continue to lead and direct us, Heavenly Father, each one of us, to be onward Christian soldiers, moving on and on to fight the good fight of faith and do your work on this earth in terms of having righteousness reign across this earth. God, we praise you and we thank you, God, for every day coming before us that will be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for that sacrificial offering in the name of Jesus, God. We give you the praise. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 All right, we'll we'll be back on Friday night. I will call you guys Friday night, twelve thirty. May you have a blessed book week. Anybody interested in fasting one day in the week, please give me a call. I want to start back fasting one day, making a sacrificial offering to break these curses because we that we got to make sacrifices. A sacrifice uh, has to be made. Uh, you fasting one day a week, Lee? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what day? Uh, I don't know. What day is good for you? We'll, I'll call you tomorrow and we'll talk about it. Anybody else? Yes. Okay, great. We used to do it on Tuesday. Okay. Okay, okay great. We'll pick Okay. Give me a call okay. tomorrow. Good then. night, everybody. Good night. Okay, right. we'll good. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night, mother. Yeah. Love you all. Good night, mom. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.